Oh, wow. Well, that was a tearjerker, wasn't it? That hits at the heart. Some, somebody scored big points right there uh, by putting that together. Uh, that was cool. You know, this day is a, is a day for a lot of people that is a, a celebration day, but for some people it's a day that where is sadness in their hearts because they, they kind of remember, they remember that their mom has passed or their grandmother has passed, someone very special to them. And so it's a time of remembering and reflecting. But you know, it's a time to remember some of those good things too and, and the things that they've taught and passed down. You know, I've, for years I've taught so many times and on Mother's Day, and, and it was usually many times of one of the Sundays I, I would get to preach, for, but for several Sundays here, um, several Mother's Day here, I've, uh, I've never done, if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy message, okay? And so I don't have that one today, but I remember a man by the name of Jimmy Page taught me a lesson years ago, and he said, son, I've learned I can either be right or I can be happy. And I choose to be happy. All right? So if you want some advice, young men, in the room, that's some good advice. You can either be right or either you can be happy. And so it's best to choose to be happy because you're never going to be right. Amen, men? Amen? Anybody bear witness in here with me? Or the rest of you are lying, okay? The rest of you, let's <laughs> just get honest, all right? And, you know, we want to be honest in church. Amen? We want to be honest here of all places. Well, I'm glad you are here today, and boy, I tell you, my heart's already been touched with this baby dedication and seeing the love poured out for these children. Uh, it's just special, and you know why this is precious and special is because when you start a church and you only got your family and a handful around uh, of people, and then we didn't have any babies several years ago, and now all these babies have been coming and more are on the way, and we're expecting. And it's so exciting to think about that because, you know, that's our future. And they are, it's not just the future, they're our present, too, because we pour our heart and our lives into our children's ministry, and one of the coolest things that's happening is going on in that back right now. But the blessing of still seeing the children come into the family of God is a powerful thing. I'm so glad that I have four kids. And they range from 29 to 19. And the oldest is the only one that's married. And it was getting to a point I kept saying, all right, we're ready for those grandbabies, okay? And so we kept saying, we're ready for those grandbabies. And, and after a few years, I told my wife, I said, well, if they don't go ahead and have one, we're just going to have our own grandbaby, all right? And so she's like, oh, no, we're not. We're done with that. We're done with having these kids. But, you know, Loving them and passing the faith on is what I wanted to share with you this morning. You heard about God being faithful, but what about us being faithful? Mothers and women, and you might not even be a mother at this point. You might want to be, or you might be a young lady that's not even married at this point. But this message is to honor all ladies in this room today. It's to honor you and it's to show you the influence that you can have on people's lives in a tremendous way. Now, I'm going to ask you a question. We're going to go to, if you have your Bibles, you can turn to 2 Timothy chapter 2. And we're going to look in the story of, of a young man 
and, and how he was influenced by his mom and his grandmother. And you know, you may not even know who they are, but it's important that God put their names in the Bible for a reason. And one of the, one of the most important and influential people that ever lived in the history of mankind other than Jesus Christ was a man by the name of uh, Saul who became Paul. He was converted on a road to Damascus one day and radically changed. His life just went from hating Christians to now becoming one of them. And he took on a young man in the faith one day and he saw something in him. And he said, I want to disciple this young man and I want to take him under my wing and I want to take him on some journeys with me. And that's exactly what Paul did. And I want you to pick up and see right here this young disciple of Paul. I want you to hear what Paul has to say to him. Verse 5 of, of 2 Timothy chapter 1. He says to Timothy, he says, For I am mindful of the sincere faith within you, which first dwelt in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I am sure that it is in you as well. Okay? Well, that verse is significant for a reason. We hear of a person named Eunice. That was uh, young Timothy's mother was named Eunice. Eunice is a not a, a common name. You don't hear too many people. How many people have a family member named Eunice? Nobody in this room. Oh, we have one? Okay. We have a family member named Eunice. Okay. It's an uncommon name. But who was this Eunice? This Eunice was a, she was a Jewish believer who had been married to a Greek man. Now, how do we know this? If you hold your spot right here in your Bible and turn back a few pages to the book of Acts, Acts chapter 16, beginning in verse 1. And I have it up here if you don't have a Bible with you today. I have it on the screen. Acts chapter 16, verse 1. Paul came also to Derbe and to Lystra, and a disciple was there named Timothy. Notice it says, the son of a Jewish woman, we now know who is Eunice, who was a believer but his father was a Greek. So we know that this Eunice married an unbeliever. Uh, she, she, well, she might have married him at the time. They both might not have been believers, but she, be, she came to become a follower of Jesus Christ is what Eunice did. And we know it was the responsibility for the father to have the, the child dedicated. When the child was just eight days old, they would go and have them circumcised as a Jewish child in the temple. And so by the fact that Timothy had a Greek dad, uh, it was to the point that it wasn't in his culture to do that. So Timothy had never been circumcised. And you'll see in chapter 16 of Acts, uh, verse 3, it says, Paul wanted this man to go with him, and he took him and he circumcised him because of the Jews who were in those parts, for they all knew that his father was a Greek. So Timothy grew up perhaps having an unbeliever mom and a dad at, that, at some point, but then his mom came to faith and became a follower of Jesus. And so a godly influence had come into that home. And young Timothy saw the faith of his mother. He saw the faith of his mother by the name of Eunice. 
And not only that, it gives us an, the name of another one, named Lois. Now, Lois, I know a few Loises. Anybody have a Lois in their family? Okay, we got some Loises, okay. A lady I know, a real special lady, was, was named Miss Lois Floyd, uh, that lived right up the road. I knew her, was actually there when she breathed her last breath on this, on this earth and saw her go into, into heaven, was actually there with her. But Miss Lois was a sweet lady, special lady. But Lois was Timothy's grandmother, and she had helped in raising young Timothy, and she was very instrumental. We don't know if this was Timothy's mom's mom or if it was his dad's mom, but it probably was his mom's mom. The Bible doesn't make it clear on it, but we do know that Lois was Timothy's grandmother. And Paul said, you know, I recognize, I'm mindful of the sincere faith within you which first dwelt in your grandmother Lois and then your mother Eunice. So it makes, it suggests to me that Lois was probably Eunice's mother because that faith was passed right on down to young Timothy. So isn't this a cool thing now? I want to ask you a question. You may or may not have had a godly mom or a godly grandmother, but how many of you in this room can say, I know I had a grandparent that prayed for me. I know I did. Lord, I know I did. Because a lot of things could have happened in my life if it hadn't been the prayers of my grandmother. Okay? Now, I had two grandparents. My mom's mom and then my dad's mom. Of course, that's what everybody hopefully has. My, my granny was my mom's mom. And then I had my grandmother. But my granny was the type, oh, Lord, she was, <coughs> she was a mess. My granny was a mess. Now, my granny didn't teach me the things of the faith. But what she did teach me, she taught me how to uh, cheat at cards. We'd play cards, and she'd teach me how to cheat. She gave me my first cigarette at five years old. That was my granny. And then I got sick and threw up, and she said, Hey, honey, do you want another one? And I said, no, Granny. And so I never smoked a cigarette from that day on. Now, you might think my Granny was cruel or that was unusual, but I thank my Granny for doing that to me. I never had to deal with that problem. I got other issues, yes, but I never had to worry about that one. And I kept going, man, I don't want to throw up the rest of my life. But that's the kind of Granny I had. And she was the type of Granny, too, that you know what the Jews would do to their children? The Jews would take the, the scrolls and they would take honey and put it on the scroll and teach the young Jewish children that the word of God was like honey. And it was sweet to the taste and it was sweet to the soul. And the children would take that and they would actually eat that honey and it would remind them to, to love the word of God. Now, isn't that a great word picture? Well, you know what my granny did? My granny was one of the best cook and cake bakers in middle Georgia. People came from all over to get her cakes, which back in the day she, she'd make this big old coconut or brown caramel cake or chocolate cake, which was my favorite. And they would be about that high and them layers about that thick, y'all. And she would sell them for $5. $5 back in that day. And, but what my granny did 
Well, she, the thing that would get me was she would take that spoon with that cake batter and put it into that little crib where I was, and I wasn't but a year or two old. And guess what I did? When I got that cake batter, I'd lap it up, man. I just, and the best kind was when she did them Japanese cakes that had that spicy cake batter in it. Ooh, that cinnamon cake batter, Lord, I'm telling you. That will, that'll make your tongue beat your brains out, all right? I'm telling you, it is that good. And my, that's what my granny did to me. But you know, on the other side, I loved her. I had her a lot, lot longer. But then, but on my other side, with my grandmother, Ruby, she was a godly woman. I didn't hang out with her as much as I did with my mom's mom. But my grandmother, Ruby, prayed. She was a godly woman. She prayed. And when I was about 12 years old, she got to see me get saved at the age of 11. And when I was about 12, my grandmother, Ruby, ended up with liver cancer. And I remember going to the Macon Hospital, and I can remember her, her body being yellowish-orange because she was so infected with the cancer. And I remember her saying, come here, boys, and me and my brother. And we came to her bedside, and she put her arms around us, and she said, Grandmother loves you. Grandmother prays for you, and Grandmother is so proud of you. Now, that impacted me. And I'm thankful for all the cool, fun things I had with my granny. But you know what I hold on to is that my prayers of my grandmother of the faith, of the faith that was passed down. Because her dad was a godly man. And godly, righteous men just keep flowing back on down that line. So I don't know if you've had that great godly grandparent. But I can say this. If you've had one, you have a precious gift of someone who's prayed for you. And perhaps they're still praying for you. You might be going, you know what? I ain't going to trust that Jesus, but you know your grandmother had it. You know she had it. You know it was real in her life. And you go, you know what? You might think you can't even live up to what she had, but here's the truth. She's just wanting you to just receive what she had. She's wanting you to respond to what she had. And that's the love of Jesus Christ. That's why she was so special. Now, I want to give you some more verses before I close. And it's in 2 Timothy as well, over in chapter 3. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 14 and 15 gives us Timothy's godly raising is seen here by both of these mother and his grandmother. Because Paul says this to him in verse 14. He tells Timothy, he says, You, however, continue in the things you have learned and become convinced of knowing from whom you have learned them. Okay? Who was it that Timothy learned them from? He says in verse 15, and that from childhood you have known the sacred writings which are able to give you the wisdom that leads to salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. Paul saw it with Timothy, and he said, You know, you know who taught you, son. It was your mother, it was your grandmother. It was Lois, it was Eunice that passed it on to you. 
They, they taught you as a young boy the sacred writings, which is the Word of God, the teaching. And he was, he was blessed to have a Jewish mom who had become a believer to pass these teachings on down to him. And that is a great thing. Do you know that the Bible says that faith, believing faith comes from hearing and hearing from the Word of God? It's a gift. It is a gift. Faith comes through hearing. So that's why as a pastor and any minister, what's most important is that I share with you the Word of God. Because you, faith is a gift because faith comes from me even hearing the Word of God. And then the Word of God is what transforms your life through a relationship in Jesus Christ. He says it right here. He says it in the verse. He says that he'll give you the wisdom that leads to salvation through, through faith, which is in Jesus Christ. So I'm going to ask you the question this morning. Do you have the faith that this verse is speaking of? I have it. I received it as a young boy. You may not have done that yet. Today could be your day. Do you know that today could be the day that your grandmother's prayers could be answered? Now, how cool would that be that on Mother's Day 2017 that you heard a word that reminded you of a prayer from your grandmother for you to come to saving faith in Jesus Christ. And that on this special day, on Mother's Day, that she would perhaps look down from heaven and go, that's my grandchild right there. And that grandchild is trusting Jesus. And you know what? If that's the case for you, there'll be a celebration in heaven. And there won't be anyone hooting and hollering more than your grandmother would be. Or perhaps your own mom. Perhaps your own mother. And you know what? Heaven rejoices when only one places their faith in Jesus Christ. You know what the cool thing is about Mother's Day is it's the third most attended Sunday in the church calendar. It is, behind Easter and then behind a, a big day. But what I loved about the cool most thing about it is it's a day that we honor these women that have made a difference in our lives. Women that loved you no matter what. Whoa. Mm. Okay, Lord. I said I wasn't going to get emotional. I hope I can get through it. But I'm thankful that I can still pick up the phone and every day call my mom. And you might say, well, heck, you're 55 years old. Yeah, I'm smart enough and wise enough to know if I still got the chance, I'm going to do it. And I'm thankful. Because I might not get it next year. But that'll be okay. I know where she'll be. I know where one is in heaven for the first time this time. That's been with me at, at Mother's Day for the last 17 years. And Mary, one of our beloved, is in heaven this day. It's not easy. But they pass the faith to us. For a reason. Now these little kids are about to come in here and grab one of these roses and take it back to you ladies and let them know how much they love you and how special you are.
But ladies, if there's one thing you can do, pass the faith on to them. Let's pray. God, thank you for the gift of a godly mother and grandmother. Timothy, 